This is uh, Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest today is the, uh, how is it Scott McCloud uh, describes you? Crazy plus Crazy genius, plus genius. The, equals... The, the only blurb that is also a mathematical equation. <laughs> which, which is extremely appropriate for you, Jason Shiga. Robin, this is this is surreal. This is surreal. I listen to ink studs all the time, and I'm drawing. <laughs> I'm sure you get this from a lot of cartoonists. I, I've I've heard it a couple of times. Um, but you know, as, yeah, as as a cartoonist, as a cartoonist, you're constantly uh, you're desperately searching for for things to uh, to listen to as you draw, because you know you just you just have those eight hours a day of of nothing, and you're just desperately trying to fill up those eight hours with anything um and yes so i listen to ink studs quite often i take that as a very large compliment i it's you know it's something i really appreciate when people say they listen to it while creating it's like it's a good it's a good circle we talk about creating and you're creating yeah and circles are mathematical That was one of the things that really killed me when I was a kid in high school. The whole trying to figure out the circles and the pi and the diameter just threw me off. Oh. I just couldn't get past that. Oh. Oh. I know. It's, it's simple. It's, pi is just the ratio between the circumference and the diameter of the circle. I'm already right? lost. That's, that's the definition of pi. <laughs> I know. But then you use pi to measure, right? And then... This is... 16 years ago <laughs> now maybe so we don't seem like it's some kind of in joke you your first interest professionally was mathematics um or yeah one that you? was uh, that was my major how far did you go with it uh bachelor's in pure mathematics in pure mathematics yes there's uh I guess there's there's two math majors there's pure and applied um, so applied as the name implies, uh, you can apply to all sorts of things like computers, physics, chemistry, whereas, uh, in pure mathematics, you cannot apply it to anything, <laughs> career or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I just read, um, the Bertrand Russell, um, comic. Oh, the Logic comic? Yeah. I haven't read that yet. How oh, is it? It's interesting. There's some... Uh, I was curious to hear what you thought of it because you're talking about... Um, but we can't yeah, really no, talk I about read, it. Yeah, um, no, I read one of the other guy's books. Um, one of the writers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncle Petros and the Goldbach Conjecture. Okay. Um, yeah, I really, I really like that one. So I am... I'm quite looking forward to uh, to Logic Comics. It's an interesting. It's interesting what they do. I mean, it's uh, more about the identity of Russell than necessarily the applied or maybe not applied mathematics. I don't know. I, I don't know well enough to say. But you have found a use for your math, haven't you? Um, I I suppose. Um. You know, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm. You know, I'm applying. Uh, you know, group theory to any of uh, any of my comics. But um, 
Yeah, like if, you know, if you think of uh, math broadly as, you know, a way, a way of thinking, um, a way of generalizing, coming up with, uh, um, you know, like conjectures and, you know, trying to, trying to turn them into uh, theorems. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, I do, I do, you could say, use math in my comics. Um, well, what I'm wondering about is how you you possibly use it to construct your comics, specifically uh, your most recent Meanwhile and uh, Knock Knock, and I guess I haven't seen it, but Control Z, which are all kind of carefully put together, choose your own adventure escapades. Um. Well, I um. It's uh, it's different. It's different. It's a lot different than making a regular comic. Um, usually, instead of uh, an outline, I start with a flow chart, um, and it's. I mean, each each interactive comic I make um, is a little different. Um, so you like none of the flow charts ever resemble each other. <clears throat> So um, for knock knock, uh, that one is that one would almost be impossible to flowchart in the traditional way, mm-hmm. um, just because at the end of every page, uh, you know, there's like ten to twenty choices, um, and then at the end of the next page after that, there's ten to twenty choices. So if if you were to actually literally uh, draw out that flowchart, it would it would just balloon into this, you know, this this crazy branching, <laughs> exponentially branching tree, and you know, the yeah, the the flowchart itself would, yeah, it would look it would look nuts, and would, yeah, I mean, it would be, it would be I mean, it would be man. harder to follow that flowchart than <laughs> than to just you know than to just follow the book. Um, so you know, in cases like that, I you know, you sort of have to uh, de- develop like your own sort of notation to simplify things further. Um, but with, uh, with Meanwhile, it's pretty, it pretty straightforward. Um, I could, yeah, I could just start with an ordinary looking flowchart that you would see, you know, in a, in a computer programming book or whatever. Or like a circuitry diagram, maybe? Yes, exactly. Okay. Now, did you first start doing regular narrative comics or your um, your puzzles first? Um, let's see. I think, well, um, I started, I guess technically my first comic was a narrative comic. Um, it was, uh, I was taking a class at uh, Berkeley uh, called The Graphic Novel as Literature. Um, and, uh, this is an interesting, uh, trivia note, but Adrian Tomine was in that class. Oh, wow. So um, this would have been probably, what, 96, 95? 93. 93? 90, yeah, 96. 96. Wow, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I've read um, a lot of comics. But, yeah, um, yeah, Adrian was in that class, and, yeah, I was just like, if this, if this nerd can do it, why not me? <laughs> so, um, 
at the uh, at the end of the class, uh, one of the assignments was to make our own comic book, and uh, I guess that was that was the first comic book that I made. Did anyone particular teach this class, or um, just someone? Jose Alainis. Don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I um. That was the uh, that was the very first comic I made, and I remember uh, I, you know, I'd been going down to this uh, comic book store called Comic Relief to mm-hmm. uh, to get my comics for the class, and um, I thought I would try to sell them my comic because uh, they had um, they had a whole rack of uh, mini comics. Um, I didn't know I didn't even know they were called mini comics. Uh, so, you know, I went down there, I was like, do you buy homemade comics? And, uh, yeah, and they sort of explained to me, um, how they did it. And, um, I, uh, you know, I went to the photocopy store and photocopied my comic. And when I went back, they actually did not buy my comic. Because (laughs) the, uh, the cover was made out of paper. Um, and they said there was no way, it was, um... This, this comic was uh, basically ledger sized, um, and it was made. The cover was made out of paper, and, and the, yeah, they told me there's no way it would stand up on the shelf. Um, so I went back to the com- uh, I went back to the copy store, and um, I didn't know uh, you could buy like tagboard or anything, but um, I had these Manila folders, uh, so I cut them into a ledger sized piece of paper. I cut them into like 11 by 17 and fed them through uh, the photocopy machine. And I managed to get uh, three of them through the photocopy machine and then the fourth one jammed. And then I ran out of the store. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I went, I went back to uh, Comic Relief with the, uh, with the uh, cut up manila folders as the cover and uh, yeah, and they bought all three copies and uh, I been making comic books ever since. What uh, drew you into becoming a cartoonist? Um, let's see. Well, actually, um, before I was uh, before I was doing comics, I got um, I got started pretty late. I'm, I imagine um, most of the people you talk to got started like in junior high or earlier. It depends. It really depends. There's a lot of folks that that were into comics in that stage, but a fair amount that I've talked to that didn't start doing them until their late 20s. Oh. So it all depends on the person. Um, yeah, I um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, yeah, I just never had that uh, phase where I was into comics as a kid. Um, but uh, I, was, I was always into uh, animation, and I'd actually... Um, I'd done I'd done um like a few animated uh shorts just on a like a super eight camera and uh yeah I'd, I'd actually done a bunch of those uh before I sort of made the switch to comics and uh yeah it's I have to say comics is a lot less labor intensive <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember, uh, I remember when I first started, uh, I met another cartoonist who was complaining that he had to draw the same character 
like 20 or 30 times. <laughs> you've, you've been drawing the same character for, well, 15 years now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, yeah, like in animation, if you draw like, the same character 20 or 30 times, you know, you, you have like less than a second of animation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't feel bad for that person, whoever it may be. <laughs> Comics got to be made, and you got to draw them. Yeah. Now, is it mainly you that you stick into your comics? Is, um, it, is it autobio for the most part, or is it just kind of thoughts and kind of using yourself as a cipher? Well, um, I don't know. I mean, people. I actually have a theory. That when uh, cartoonists draw like a generic-looking character, they are actually drawing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a corollary to this theory, which is that when um, that when the male cartoonist draws uh, like a female character, they're actually drawing like their ideal their ideal woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, people people say Jimmy looks like me, but you know, he has, he he's kind of you know he kind of slouches over and has like a little bit of a pot belly. Um, but I don't know. I don't see it. But maybe <laughs> I'm too close. <laughs> well, maybe it's. I mean, you kind of see, kind of identify something in. In in him, I mean, he's always solving puzzles. There's always he's always computing things in his head. Maybe computing's not the right term, but maybe working through things. Working. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, there was there was that time I smashed in the guy's face with the crowbar. You're not serious, are you? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but you do uh, travel the bus quite a lot, don't you? Uh, the bus. Or used to, yeah. The Greyhound. Yeah. What is it about the Greyhound you love so much? Um. Well, I don't know. Just, uh, just. There's something about the romance of the road, wandering from town to town, like Lou Ferrigno and the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> um, yeah, I took. Uh, I think the last time I saw you was uh, during during the middle of. Uh, my epic bus ride from uh, California to uh, to Toronto. I saw you in Toronto at TCAF last year. That's right. Yep. Um, yeah. That, you know, there's some scary people on the bus. Yeah. It's not me if I've told you this one, but um, when, when I was on the bus to Toronto, um, I was, you know, I was, I was talking to the guy across the aisle from me, and, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, where, you know, where are you going? He's like, oh, you know, uh, he's like, any, he's like, anywhere but here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so I was like, what, what, what's, what's here? What's, <laughs> what are you, leaving? what are you escaping from? And he's like, I was accused of child molestation. Oh. <laughs> and then at that point the guy in front of him turns around and is like yeah I've been there 
So there's, there's like two child molesters <laughs> sitting across the aisle from me. Oh, and then like, I mean, yeah, like I wonder, like if if he'd been sitting in earshot with the, you know, within someone else on the bus, like would they have turned around and said that? Like I was, that I was, was wondering, like amazing. what percentage of that bus was child molesters? <laughs> oh. And then, yeah, and then, like, there's this other, like, crazy redneck behind me who's like, ching-chong, ching-chong. Um, and, yeah, and then, yeah, and then there's, like, this crazy woman in front of me who started uh, making out with one of the child molesters. <laughs> um, anyways. <gasps> oh, my God. It was, yeah, it was, it was kind of a long bus ride. That sounds amazing. Yes. This is a lot of fodder for uh, future stories. Yeah, I think so. There will there will be a bus scene in my next book. There we go. Is that the uh, Empire Park? Yes. Are you expanding on that? Am I what? Expanding on it? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm adding about 80 pages. Oh, wow. I read that last night. I really enjoyed it. That's the story of you going to uh, New York and... Things or Jimmy, my character. Jimmy, not sorry, me. not you, not you, not not Jason. The protagonist of Jimmy, what's his last name? Uh, Jimmy Yee. Jimmy Yee, um, traveling to New York and just things don't work out very well. Um, although yeah, I guess I guess you kind of caught me. It was yeah, the st- the story was based the story was based on real life on real life incidents. There was, um, if you want to know the backstory, <clears throat> It's up I, to you. Uh, what's that? It's up to you. Um, this was way, this was way back, way back in the early 2000s. Um, there was, there was this girl that I liked. Um, but she, uh, you know, we were, we, you know, we were kind of good friends, but then she moved to New York. And I thought, I thought a romantic gesture would be to take a bus all the way to New York, and then when I got there, I would, I would tell her that I liked her. Um, so I, I got on the bus, and then uh, what happened? In Salt? No. Yeah, it was in Salt. It was in Salt Lake City. Um, I went to check out the uh, the Zine and Mini Comic Library mm-hmm. at the uh, public library in Salt Lake City, um, but I sort of I sort of uh, lost track of time. And when I got back to the bus, it had taken off with uh, with everything, like all my clothes, um, and yeah, like all my money. Um, yeah, it yeah. So I yeah I had nothing except. Um, I had, I think I had like $60, and I had like the bus tickets, uh, they were still in my pocket, so, um, but I decided I would press on to New York, and, uh, yeah, and then, you know, I met, I met like more child molesters and crazy convicts, and <laughs> I hadn't bathed for like five days, and then, yeah, and then I got to New York, and I was, I was all stinky and grody looking. And then, uh, and then also she had a boyfriend, and then, uh, yeah, and then I got back on the bus and went home. Just not fair. Yes. Oh, love. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, Meanwhile? Um, that one is a very, from what I understand, the original version was a lot of work to put together, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I guess the, um, the original came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so, yeah, so it's it's literally taken 10 years. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it kind of started out uh, with a flowchart and then um, actually different levels of flowcharts. Uh, um, like each one sort of refines the next one. Uh, I made like a dummy book, uh, which is just... The it's basically all the tabs and all the pages, but instead of panels, they're just um, the tubes of the flowchart. Okay. Um, so I had to make one of those, and then after I made that book, I made like the uh, the thumbnails, which is where I think most cartoonists start out. Uh, so I had yeah, so I had to do all this work just to get to sort of the first stage in the process, which is the thumbnails. Um, and, uh, yeah, even, even after I had the book, I still had to, I still had to hand cut all those tabs myself. Um, and I did, I did that for about 10 years. And I must have, I must have cut at least a hundred of those books every year. Wow. So, so by my calculation, I've, I've cut at least, uh, 1,000 copies of that book. <laughs> it was horrible. It must be much nicer now to have a color edition printed yes. by someone else. Yes. That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> How many directions can you go in in that story? Did you ever compute that? Um, well, on the cover it says... Um, no, oh, it doesn't. What's that? Just don't go ahead. Uh, yeah, on the cover it says 3,856 uh, possibilities. Um, but that, uh, that calculation's a little bit of a cheat because um, I threw out... Technically, um, you can go into infinite circles. Uh, so there's technically an infinite number of possibilities. Uh, but I threw out I threw out all the possibilities where you read the same panel more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of I sort of had to limit it. Um, is it finding uh, who who's your expected audience with a book like this? Is it kids? Is it adults? Um, I would say. I would say, my, you know, my um, I always, I always thought of my ideal audience as me. <laughs> <laughs> like if, yeah, I don't know. Like I always, I always imagined that if, you know, if I got like hit on the head with a brick, and then you know had amnesia, and then but then found one of my own comics, I would, you know, that my own comic would be like my favorite comic. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, you know what? I really like that because that you want to make comics that you will enjoy, right? Yes. And you got to make something that you'd be proud of and something that you'd want. Yes. 
And if you can't really do that, you know. I think, you know, I think... <clears throat> I think one thing that helps is having bad taste. Um, like, I, w- I always wonder about cartoonists... <laughs> I always wonder about cartoonists who like really good things. Like... <laughs> I'm not okay, I'm not explaining this very well, but like okay, like I have a friend um who loves Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um but then I'm yeah, like I always wonder like does, is in his mind is he going to make a comic that's better than Shakespeare? <laughs> um like how how could he ever do that? Whereas, I don't know, like, my my favorite comic, or my favorite books are, like, uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure books from the 80s. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, I don't want to toot my own horror or anything, but I, I think, I think I have an honest shot of making something as cool or cooler than, the you know, my favorite books. You know, there's something more enjoyable about the way you have it than a Choose Your Own Adventure because choose your own adventure, you kind of got to find the right page. But I love the tabs. You just flip it open to that and just brings you right to where you're supposed to be. Yes. Um, it's, uh, yeah, what, I guess I guess one of, one of the annoying things about the Choose Your Own Adventure books was the, um, the, the bottom of the page where you get to make a choice. Yeah. Um, that, that, I always felt was like a little artificial. Yeah. Um, but you know, in comics, you have the you have the opportunity to make the choices completely visual. Now, you also have Knock Knock is uh, one of the Choose Your Adventures, and I was reading is it Control Z that is basically the unfinishable one. That's right. What's the what's the deal with that? Um, I found out someone else had a comic book called Control Z, so I just changed it, the title to Knock Knock. Oh, that is. But it's it's basically the same book. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> but it's you can't make it to the end. It's impossible, or there is a way, but. Uh, there there's a way. There's uh, one way. <laughs> there's one there's one happy ending sort of and but in all other 250 actually I don't know how many endings there are in that book but I think somewhere between 250 and 300 uh, endings you die <laughs> you either you know you either get shot in the neck or shot in the back or you know stabbed with a knife or set on fire, or th- thrown out of a window, um, or run over with a car. Anyways, there's lots of ways to die. Just terrible. But only one way to live. One way to live. Um, you were nominated for an Eisner, right? For Book Hunter, was it? Uh, let's see. What? Um, that's right. That's right. Uh, any more Book Hunter to come out? Um... You mean like a sequel? Yeah. Uh, sadly, there will be no sequel. No sequel. Were you always a voracious book collector, or were you a book collector at any point? Um, 
worked at the uh, at the library for for about ten years. This is uh, in Oakland. Oakland Public Library. Piedmont Branch. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's where a lot of Book Hunter comes from. I heard um, I heard once someone said, if you go if you go to a log cabin to write. Sooner or later, you'll be writing about a log cabin. That's that's what I that's how I think of Book Hunter. Yeah. Um. You know, I I you know I took a, a library job because you know it's kind of easy and I could uh, I could work at, on comics at the same time. But then sooner or later, I just end up writing about the library. <laughs> was that the time when it was time to move on? When yeah. it was affecting your creative work. <laughs> yes. And it it shares a common link with your a uh, couple of your other stories. Um, you seem to uh, always be wanting to kind of figure out answers and investigate things and come to a conclusion. Is this something you do in your own life? Um. Let me think. I don't. Yeah. <clears throat> I w- you know, I wish, I wish, I wish there, I wish there were more mysteries to solve. Um, you know, I wish, uh, uh, you know, I wish, I wish I would, I would just walk down the street and there would be like a key lying on the ground. Um, but although, yeah, you know, actually that did happen to me once when I was like ten years old. I found a key on the sidewalk, and uh, I just went to every door in the neighborhood trying, trying out the key to see if I could open the door. <laughs> Did you get in trouble? Uh, no. No. Um. Well, it it was it, like I really enjoyed uh, Fleep. You have a lot of that. Um. The one where you're stuck in the is that the one where you're stuck in the phone booth? Yes, the one where the protagonist is stuck in the phone. Sorry. Booth. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Terrible. Well, funny you should mention it. There was this one time. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> when well, you're stuck in a phone booth in Zambia, Zamba. <laughs> oh, but it's it's. I I could just see you kind of like reading that, always like looking and observing situations and just trying to figure out the answers. I don't know. Is that kind of math related? You um, enjoy puzzles and problems. Yeah, yeah. I've you know I've always I've always enjoyed enjoyed problems. Um, always, uh, yeah. I loved I loved I devoured puzzle books um, when I was a kid. Uh, like all those brain, books of brain teasers, all those Martin Gardner books, Encyclopedia uh, Brown. Um, uh, I don't know. I always I always liked the uh, sort of closed room mysteries as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, I thought sleep would would be a sort of a fun, funny, logical extreme of like a closed room mystery. Kind of putting together the pieces and figuring out the answer yes. with whatever's at hand. Yes. One thing I noticed in a couple of the books, uh, The Bus Stop and Double Happiness, is the protagonist careful to say now <laughs> um, 
it seems like a certain kind of uncom not uncomfort but just kind of lack of cultural identity do you kind of is that something you feel or something that you're interested in exploring um yeah i think so i mean um hmm. i don't know i think i think um it's probably a theme i was more interested in when i was uh when i was younger and uh yeah and not as socially skilled as i am today um but uh yeah like you could um like i always i was always sort of drawn to uh like um like the richard madison type type stories where it's um it's sort of like one character who doesn't who's who's just like he's just one character against the entire world mm-hmm. um so i yeah i kind of i kind of see like all those all of my stories sort of fitting in with that thing um even uh well i don't want to give any spoilers away but even uh even meanwhile which apparently takes place uh you know in in a rich world where, you know, where there's, you know, where he befriends a professor and has interactions with this, uh, you know, this, this nice uh, man at the ice cream store. Actually, all t- all turns out where, uh, you know, he's, he's all, he's really just alone in the universe. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, but I like, I like, uh, I like, I like that, I like that theme. Um, so, what else do we have to look forward to? We have the Meanwhile, which just came out, and then Empire Park. When do you think that'll be coming out? Um, probably in about a year, a year from now. And that's going to be in color as well. Uh, two colors. Two colors. Yeah. What color? Um, after that, uh, I'm working on a science fiction story, and after that, uh, I'm working on another science fiction story. Uh, would you like to hear the premise? Sure. So. <laughs> if you feel comfortable telling us. So, there's, uh, there's, there's a man. You're reading the first page, and there's a man. And he's just, he's, you know, he's just, he's just writing a letter. And then, and the, in the last panel, uh, it looks it, it, you can see his feet dangling from the top of the panel like he like he just took off and like flew into the air so you're like wow it's a super it's a Jason you're like wow Jason he made a superhero comic <laughs> except when you turn the page you find out that he's he's not in fact flying he's actually hanging from the rafters because he just he just commits suicide Jason and then <laughs> and then but yeah, but that yeah, and then oh yeah, I forgot to I forgot to tell you the the cover features Jimmy, uh, the character who's who's basically in all my comic books. Jimmy. Yes. Yes. So yeah, so then at that point you're like, oh my god, Jimmy's dead! I thought this whole book was gonna be about him, and on page two he's dead. Oh no! <laughs> and then, uh, and then you turn the page, and then but then 
but then Jimmy, he like bolts out of bed, he's, and you're like, oh, it was just a dream. Oh. Oh, phew. And then, but yeah, but then, so, so Jim, Jimmy's like, what? What? I thought I killed myself. And then, um, he, uh, yeah, and then he opens the, uh, the drawer and then finds a gun and then shoots himself in that, in the face. And you're like, what? He's dead. He's, he's <laughs> killed himself. But then he wakes up again. Um, and then he walks into the bathroom and slits his wrists. And then, but then he wakes up again. You keep and, killing this poor guy. And he's, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? I, I thought I'd keep killing myself. And then, and then, he, and then he's like, "I'm going to do an experiment." And then he he looks at the clock, and it you know it's it's like you know it's like one it's like one thirty. So he's like, "I wonder I wonder if when I you know if it's like Groundhog's Day or something where I keep killing myself and I go back in time." So that yeah. So then he he goes into the bathroom and and takes like a bunch of uh, he takes like a bottle of aspirin, and then and then he wakes up again. He's like, "Aha!" And now to test my hypothesis, but he looks at the clock. And it's like you know, it's like one thirty-five, and he's like, "What the hell?" And then he runs out. He runs out of the uh, the front door and leaps in front of a, a truck. And that's the end of the first issue. <laughs> oh, you keep killing him! Like he, all he does is knock, knock, and just die over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, that one goes on for twenty-five issues. But yeah, don't 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 worry, <laughs> don't worry. I I, ch- I changed the pattern a little bit in the in the other issue. <laughs> oh, I'm worried. I'm scared. I'm a little nervous. You are going to be doing a little bit of a tour. Am I correct? Uh, that's right. I'm going down to L.A. in April. Um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little signing at the uh. The store. Okay, giant robot. Yes. yes. And what else? You're going up to Portland. You're going to be at Stumptown. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to Portland yet. Okay. I I will let you know. Are you going to go to TCAF again this year? Uh, probably not. Oh, that's too bad. Although I would recommend it to everyone. It is a wonderful, wonderful convention. Uh, I would say probably one of my favorites. There we go. That I've been to over the years. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today, Jason. Of course. It was very fun. I very much I enjoyed this. So. Uh, and is that it? That is it. All right. Goodbye, um, everyone. <laughs>